0: Hey there, Sean.
1: Hey Pierce, how's it going?
0: It's pretty okay.
1: Alright, well that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it.
0: Let's start the show.
2: You say you wanna move on and you say I'm falling behind. Can you
0: read my Okay, Sean, uh, so I am I am I am tanned and in rocket from uh going to (laughs) to the outer west areas uh the other side of the continental divide into utah and i made it back
1: i believe one um, of those things
0: that i made it back yes i did not so Um, much
1: the tanned part
0: i i maybe look slightly different um but uh yeah no i went there um you know, and they do serve caffeine and beer there, which I was surprised by. You know, given given Utah, and they're, they're very kind. It is a land of trust. Um, and actually, on the matter of caffeine, I think we have a topic this week that relates to that that wonderful stimulant that like ninety percent of Americans take every day.
1: Ooh, tell me more.
0: So, we—I don't know when it started, but I know that I shared with. To both of you, that my preferred roaster of coffee in the DC area, which is called Qualia, which is just a really great roaster, Max has been, um, and we've all had coffee from it before. Uh, I shared that they, on weekends, um, turn off their Wi Fi and ask people to, by all means, come, but don't be looking at this as a place to uh, pop open your computer and get online and be surfing the web and I know they just opened another location in, in DC, I haven't been there yet but this idea of a coffee shop with no Wi-Fi, I think runs in the face of what we view coffee shops as today and Sean I believe you shared something recently about this whole how do you deal with that Did I? Uh, I think you you shared... I think it was a Lifehacker article about uh, what do you do if you're someone who's spending a bunch of time in a coffee shop but maybe not being the best patron.
1: That sounds vaguely familiar. So I I think that, you know, obviously this is kind of reminiscent to an old episode we did about a bar that uh, instead of turning their Wi-Fi off, they uh, put a... Uh, uh a faraday fancy cage. dancy metal faraday cage uh in their walls so that you actually your your shit wouldn't work mm-hmm. um and and I had I had I took great issue with that um I took great issue with that a year ago mm-hmm. uh which is how long ago we did that episode um and now so I don't know if I if their their point of view has come around for me or if I just prefer qualia's approach because it's it's just like less some there's something less dickish about it I think I'm going to brick your devices uh, is terrible I, I still I still you know what never mind I still definitely think that um, yeah,
0: there's there's something a little nefarious about that whereas this is I think more of a a heartfelt requat, a request, or a request, as as we call it in some parts of the world. We sure heart- don't. We, <laughs> we sure don't. <laughs> we sure don't. Um, it's a heartfelt request to kind of view this coffee shop as maybe something different than the franchised place around the corner from you. I mean, Max, you you shared an example of in your uh, the town in which your parents live. You have you kind of deal with this. Uh, you know what do I do here how How long should I spend here
2: yeah there's a there's a coffee shop that I like to go to. I've spent a lot of time there and used to go play cards and now on when I telecommute sometimes I'll go work there for a few hours and there's definitely a point where you've been working and you kind of had your coffee and you want to buy more it, there's there, there is an awkward thing where you're not sure how long you should stay.
1: And okay, so this comes. So this comes. I, I realize I never actually, sort of, acknowledged the, the prompt you gave me about the the Lifehacker article, which I don't totally remember, but uh, maybe you can refresh me on it later. But I think the general gist was, you know, if you are going to treat the coffee shop as a place to work and a place where you're going to be spending a lot of time, taking up their real estate. Um, and 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 this gets to whether that's really the primary purpose for coffee shops. You mentioned that's how we use them, and I don't know that that's always true. But anyway, uh, their their sort of general rule of thumb was you should buy something for every two hours that you're in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: So that, that seems fair, and I also know that there's some places, I, I kind of judge it based off of how busy it is because I don't sure. want to take up space from potential customers. And I also know there's some some coffee shops that suggest they have signs up that say, like, you know, if you're going to be working on your computer, share share a table with yeah. other people who are working. And I've done that as well. Um, but it's it's, it's it's pleasant. I, I
0: think that uh, one
2: one thing that, uh, you know,
0: even the way Qualia does it, is they, they turn off their Wi-Fi on weekends, and I believe they have something on their site, too, that is like, hey, you know, don't come here and you know, enjoy the space, but you know, don't spend forever on your computer. I think it's really the the problem is really a weekday thing. Um, if, if we're going to call it a problem, this isn't something, I do see people do it on the weekends, but the one person has their computer and then a bag in one seat and then papers across from them so that they've taken up a four top. That's something that I see, honestly, a place that I see it now is because I work in Roslyn here in Arlington. They've opened up a quote-unquote nice McDonald's that has Wi-Fi in it and a lot of space, and McDonald's isn't actually a coffee shop even though they have a McCafe, um, so there are definitely people in there, and I see people holding scrums, and, and it is a place that people are working now, and they're doing the same thing, which is they take up a four top, and they're taking their phone calls, and there, there comes to be, especially during the week, maybe I just want to stop in and have some coffee, and then there's another person who's using the space in a completely different way.
1: So let's let's talk about that, because another thing we've talked about on the show before is how uh, the nature of work has changed a little bit. And and, you know, specifically our our relationship with the idea that nine to five every weekday you go to the office and you sit at your desk or in your office and you do your work and then you go home. I mean, that's not the case anymore. And so, you know, I think that when I think about my own times when I'm, you know, not when I'm not going into the office, but I'm still working, I know that I don't really want to just stay at home. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like an environment. I, I just I have too many inherent distractions around that are, you know, my my weekend is too close to me. Um, If I stay at home. And so, you know, a lot of the times I'm, you know, I would be significantly interested in having somewhere to go, um, to go do work for a little while. I mean, I go, you know, I'll occasionally go to Mudhouse on the downtown mall in Charlottesville and edit, you know, a- edit Ian's music writing or edit something that you wrote, Pierce, for the website. Um, A lot of the time I don't do that at home. But, yes, yeah, but. but- I, so I think I think Qualia shutting the Wi-Fi off on the weekends is really important because I, th- I don't think what they're saying is this is not a place for you to work I think what they're saying I mean I think it's pretty clear that what they're saying is this is not just a place to idly browse the internet just because this is not your personal internet cafe if you're coming here you know and you're going to drink coffee and get your work done that's great you know you do you hustle you know get your money but spend some of that money here but I think they're making an assumption that on the weekends you're probably not there for work or that if you need a place to work you probably have somewhere else you could find that will allow you to you know be their patron for a day
0: and and I think that as I think more about it the weekend if if you were trying to create this this idea that's a place where people come and they drink coffee or espresso or have a little pastry or whatever and hang out with people that is something that is more doable on the weekends so if you're going to turn off your wi-fi i think you're going to turn fewer people off on the weekends because there's not that that working mentality uh, it, on that time as much as during the weekdays when you're probably not going to have... You might not have as much business if not for the people that do spend a few hours. So from a market perspective for coffee shops, I kind of get it. But I do have a question as we're talking about this. Why is it that coffee shops have been the place that that have been taken over, that that happened... They had to have
2: the Wi-Fi in there in the first place. As opposed to... Are you saying as opposed to, like a bar or something? Well, it's, it's the productivity it's, drug that they're serving. I well, think. right. <laughs> that's well. Uh, yeah, you I know, think there's I think, an
1: easy answer. I think that's the easy answer, but it I depends on on what your comparison is to.
0: Yeah i i don't I don't know. I, I think that yeah, the the coffee shop maybe has a has a special place, which is historically there bunch of tables there is a stimulant involved that helps people along, or pastries which are you give the sugar rush i think it maybe goes together um certainly not the the italian way where you're supposedly yeah. puts a stand up and it's really a before noon type of thing um so yeah i'm not really i guess the thing is is if we're going to say well you know why are people using the wi-fi well the wi-fi is there i feel like you could make that argument they put it in there for a reason you know, could you work at a bar? Yeah, a lot of bars are, are open around the same time as people are working because I, I feel like in in my experience, sometimes like waiting for my car to be serviced or something, it'll be before 10 a.m. and I'm in a Starbucks and I feel like people really haven't started to, to come in and do uh, work yet. They do sometimes, but I feel like it's it's an almost like between 10 and 4 activity that people do their work, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. And that's the time when they choose to do it
1: so let's let's think about, and, and this sort of goes back to the week uh, weekday versus weekend thing too what's what do you think is the default coffee run on a weekday? Because I really I really believe that it's not the default coffee shop trip on a Tuesday is not someone who is going for you know four hours and writing a couple pages of dissertation or or you know taking a bunch of conference calls. It's yeah. someone who is going in a pretty narrow band of time to grab a cup of coffee on the way to work. So you've got these big stretches of time. The coffee shops are open mm-hmm. and they could, you know, they're they're not closing, but you know, a big part of their base is not able to be there. So I think that's why. I think they said, you know, we're seeing these trends in Maybe they're maybe they said we're seeing these trends in you know, how people work and when they go to the office and when they're not going to the office. And and there's an opportunity for us to to capitalize and make a little money that we might not otherwise make mm-hmm. by having Wi Fi and being somewhere that you can go and and get some stuff done in an environment where, you know, there's caffeine and pastries easily accessible. There's probably other people doing the same thing, and you can sort of, you know, feed off of their productivity vibes. Um, and we are just the assholes who are not giving them enough money to necessarily, you know, we're not uh, fulfilling their vision quite how they wanted to.
0: Yeah, I think I think you hit on a, an excellent point here, which is that if it's not hurting anyone, then if they're. <laughs> If those tables weren't going to be full anyways, then what what's the complaint really? I think that that's where the weekend thing again is very important, is that during on the weekdays when you know it's not between say eight and ten thirty or one thirty and three o'clock, I think that's when most people do their their coffee runs, which a lot of times they're not sitting down when they do that; they're just picking up and going during the week. What do they care if someone's at the tables? Yeah, if if they're taking up a seat and they're not really paying for it, that's that's really unfortunate. But uh, are we are we making a mess of something that is actually not messy and is even even if it's very small, is a gain for these coffee shops?
1: Yeah. Um, so you, when we were prepping for this before we started recording, you mentioned. Um, you mentioned what the coffee shops wanted themselves to be, and, yeah. and and I I wanna I wanna pull on that thread a little more because I think I had I I think I had a couple quibbles with how you were approaching it. So, uh, oh, I I've I've forgotten a little bit in the last fifteen minutes. Can you refresh?
0: Well, there there are I guess there are a few different things. I think first of all is you know why why do why do I think in a for thick going back to Quali's example, which I don't think they're alone at all as a non franchised uh, coffee place that you can go, I think they have an idea of what they want people to enjoy when they're there. Enjoy other people, um you know, talking maybe maybe you have a small community meeting there. I've I once saw teachers discussing their lesson plans there, and I thought it was really really cool. Um, but that is that might not even be a good place to to read, and or certainly to do your your work. You know, if you have if you're writing a, a paper or a proposal or I don't know what people do reading a bunch of documents work, and I think reading is a good example that loudness might, if that's the the vibe they want to give off and that's what they want it to be, that kind of goes against someone who is doing some work that I usually ah, think yes. of as something that's quiet.
1: Ah. That's the key point. That's something that you think of as a quiet activity. This is So this is the thread that I wanted to pull on.
0: I think a lot of people think of reading as a quiet activity, but I do want to sure, hear your counter.
1: Sure. I think a lot of people do, but there's also, I. I so I distinctly remember um, You know, this will be slightly inside baseball for people who are not students or alumni of UVA. But um, in Clemens Library, there are floors with varying levels of noise allowance. The fourth floor where you enter is essentially not it's not a library. It's just a there's a, you know. It's a coffee shop with no coffee and some books. Descending, Most down, coffee
0: shops are quieter than that, honestly.
1: Fair. Descending down to the first floor, which was like a graveyard, and there was no talking. It was verboten. Um, I, in all, all my years, all my four years of occasionally trying to get some schoolwork done, found it extremely difficult to ever get anything done on the first floor. I hate trying to work in complete silence. I find complete silence extremely distracting. So I, I, I work much better when there's sort of some level of, you know, background hum around mm-hmm. me and so i I'm the kind of like, you know, it it's I don't want to like take a book to a concert and try to read while a band is playing. but for me, an environment where there's other people and there you know, there's a little bit of noise, I actually find to be kind of my optimal environment. so and this gets back to something that I talked about with you last week when we were talking about cultural criticism, which is that for me, I I don't know that I 100% buy the idea of, you know, we have to accept the vibe that Qualia or another coffee shop wants to give us because art is in the eye of the interpreter.
0: Yeah, I I think that that's...
1: And if I'm going to... So, and I realize I'm making... The argument that gun owners make um, when when we say, "Hey, uh, these things are being used to kill people," we should probably take them away. And they say, "Well, but I'm a reasonable gun owner. Um, if I'm if I have no problem with going and you know and trying to get some work done at a place where you know hip, the hipster coffee nerds are vibing out over." the vegetal quality of their being uh, you know I you know that's fine with me um,
0: yeah I I guess I guess that's that's fine and and it's just I, I think you know what what is their aim when they're when they're saying please don't spend forever in here uh, I, I think and I think really, that's
1: reasonable I, I yeah. do uh,
0: but I think that you could still, if there were four people talking at a table and they only bought stuff once and then were there for three hours, you know, how do they balance that with the person who <sighs> comes in with their computer and does want to do work and buys a beverage but is only there for forty five minutes? You know, I, I sure. think it's what they if if the goal in the end is to have respectful patrons who take up only the space that they need and are are uh,
1: you
0: know enjoying. I don't want to say paying for the space, but that's that's what it is. I think that that's what they that they ultimately want. And I think Max, you actually presented a maybe kind of the a good balance of of both, which is you went to a cafe that is maybe not the way we it's not the kind we're talking about in a lot of ways. Where uh, you,
2: I did, I went to a cafe that uh, in Paris that all the food and drinks are free and you pay by the hour. Uh, I guess they're not free. You you get everything for free once you've paid. Yeah, so, I don't so exactly you're remember how much it costs, but...
1: So you're literally paying for the space.
2: That's right. It was packed. So I believe we went in and it was too busy, so we, we didn't stay. But I was curious about it, so I wanted to see it. And mm-hmm. and I don't... Uh, you know, I,
0: I... I'm not saying I want that, that model here, but it does kind of solve this problem of then they don't really care how you use it. Um you know just you are being respectful of they are providing the space and they are providing the service don't don't just freeload on it i think that that's you know and if there are certain uh, there the added aspect that is a little is definitely more subjective is well we want people to think of this as a space where you can do x or y or z but not a b or c that is harder to to do with in in the space where you pay for the time you're there. But I think it solves at least for if you're concerned that you're losing money when people sit in there for four hours. um, That that has been taken away. Yeah. Now, I think one thing that I brought up to you, which was a separate take, uh, both of you, you gave the example of Paris. I was... With someone who is is from Germany, and we were in a coffee shop, and there were people with laptops in there, clearly doing work. It wasn't very crowded, um, a weekday like we said. But uh, you know, I asked about that. I asked if that is something that people do in Germany. Do they sit in in coffee shops, you know, on end to do work? And granted, they they only have the sample size that they have, but they were kind of mystified by this. Like, why would people do work in a coffee shop and one thing that it made me think we mentioned this 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 kind of telework mentality and it's not really 9 to 5 anymore but what they were kind of illustrating to me is this divide between work and something outside of work and you wouldn't do your work aside from your workplace. I didn't really ask if they do teleworking and, and stuff like that but I think that And part of it, why why are we even doing work in coffee shops to begin with? We have, for better and for worse, I think, in in America, we have work is not just 40 hours in a week. Uh, Sometimes it can be on, you know, you can do work on Labor Day or I'll have something that I want to catch up on the weekend or I get concerned about it at 9 p.m. and I want to do some more work. I, I think that that might be a mentality thing. And even... And this is where it can be good. People saying, "All right, on the weekend, I'm going to do a side project. I've been doing some coding, and I want to I want to get better at it. And and I'm going to do this for like a freelance work. That can be seen as good, but that's still work that is outside of that 40 hours that that is kind of this ideal that we don't follow anymore."
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't want to get on this too much because it we the the three of us. Have talked a lot about the the American relationship with the the concept of work and how it's changed or hasn't changed, how it's going to have to change, um, and it's probably you know like a, a an eight episode series, kind of like a topic week at the Ringer. Um, which means uh, I, which means that I reflexively hate it and don't want to do it. Um, but I, I think it's I, I think it's fair. I think the the point that you know, a coffee shop is not a place to do work, and thus you shouldn't do work in a coffee shop is one that if you pulled. You know, a hundred Americans off the street, and asked them how they felt about it. Most of them would probably say, uh, "You're crazy. What are you talking yeah. about? Of course, it's a place that you can do work." Um, I think and, it's. Know. I think it's not
0: that it's a place you can't do work, and yeah, Max, just, or a place uh, that you shouldn't. Well, it's it's that we even consider it a place to do work, which is the thing that confuses right. this this non-American. What were you going to say? So that's next? What I'm
2: wondering for the non-American, I don't I don't know the answer to this question. But do you think their libraries are a lot busier than ours? That would be great. Because that's as when, as when you think of like a place to do work, it's like it's gone gone from the li- the library yeah. to coffee shops. And a, it a seems library. like a natural move for us. But I wonder if because you're not telling me that there's no Germans that are writing a novel in their free time and well, don't want to you do it had, at home.
0: You where you used to live, you had a library two or three blocks away from you and you didn't know it was there until I told you about it. <laughs> so I think that there is and it's a place where I've worked, it's a place where I've had community meetings. We've we've talked about here before how much I like libraries. You wanna talk about a place where you can work endlessly and, you know, don't have to pay for it. That's there. Yeah, you're gonna have to bring your own coffee or whatever. And but even libraries have quiet in louder spaces so so Sean could be well served I, I think that you that's worth noting is that where are people working because maybe they're not maybe maybe they just live in these weird utopias where people work for 40 hours and that's it I'm not familiar with this and I question if, if where they work is even like that but if it is then, then maybe their libraries are still empty but I think that there's probably more of this you know, maybe the scholarly notions, since so many more people there are in school forever and never have to face down the specter of loans. Uh, I think that yeah, there's the chance that their libraries are just full with people working all the time.
1: Nice. Um, all right. Does anybody have final thoughts about uh, coffee shops and working? Well, and I mean,
0: I guess the the question we never answered is. <laughs> Like, I, or, or I'll, I'll give my answer. I still, even if it's even if it's the middle of the day and no one else is in the shop, if I just imagine being a a pour of a puller of espresso or a pour of coffee, and if I looked out and all I saw were a bunch of um, aluminum cased MacBooks, and it was just silent, I'd be like, "All right, I'm," you know, even even if they had. Been good patrons. I'd be like, you know, I, I kind of want people like to see their enjoyment in this coffee shop that I'm working at, and that does become kind of myopic. But if they're all just silently scaring at their computer screens, it's like, have I created a space that people are enjoying, or are they just using it because they wanted Wi-Fi? Um, and that's that's fine. I don't have to deal with the answer to that question, but. I, I don't know. It, it kind of puts you in a weird, weird position if you are the owner of that, that business and people are coming, but are they enjoying it?
1: Oh, wow. I don't, I'm not sure I know how to en- engage with that.
0: I mean, that's a very American <laughs> thing. We, we look down the, the, the barrel and see the, the emptiness, but it, it serves a means. So, um, I think that's, is that the, is that the American dream
1: Oh God!
0: Look at this car that I drive in, but not really drive in because I sit
2: in traffic. But I have this car.
1: Oh well. Okay, this is taking a really dark turn.
2: <laughs> We're gonna go into the the eight week series now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way. So we should probably just move past it and uh, and and give you guys an opportunity. If you uh, if you have thoughts on working in coffee shops, if you agree, disagree with. Uh, places like qualia turning their Wi-Fi off or or you know asking you not to uh, not to stay too long if you're not gonna drink two cups of coffee uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at pretty okay pod and let us know what you think yeah. in the meantime I believe it is a week which means that uh, Pierce probably has something to apologize for so uh, what's on tap for Pierce's sorry this week yeah
0: this one is a little more uh, it's just a a thought i've had throughout the week it is based on an event as i mentioned i was in utah i was in moab and went to to the best of my knowledge the only coffee roaster there and i met the roaster and i ended up buying some coffee beans which are really great uh i might even go write a yelp review because i had such a nice experience but one thing that the thing that i'm apologizing for this week is i realized in my discussion coffee shops that can be loud especially if you're pulling espresso shots or grinding coffee or have a roaster going. It gets kind of loud and it's hard to communicate. And one thing I noticed about my communication, because I asked for a lighter roast coffee, because that's what I drink a lot of times. I like things that are uh, as as this roaster pointed out, when you say citrusy or lighter roast, you actually mean floral which is a really good point and not something I normally think about. Um, And just brighter cups and stuff like that. But he, he mentioned that he does a lot of darker roast. So in the loudness of the coffee shop, I was telling him what I wanted, and I kept saying not the characteristics of a light roast, um, uh, saying I don't, I don't want that. I want to try you know, whatever, whatever you feel most strongly about. He didn't really hear that, and what, what I've been thinking about this week, and I've, I will now endeavor to be better about it, is the use of not in language. I had this really good experience, but it would have been better if I had been, um, I guess, used positive language. Instead of saying, I don't want this or not X, I should have said, I want Y. Because, you know, I am then, it's very easy to misinterpret that or I think to to be honestly uh, kind of misled by using language that uses not in I remember one time hearing this from of all things I think it was in middle school like a motivational speaker is you can't don't you can walk on a sidewalk you can imagine walking on a sidewalk in your head but can you imagine not walking on a sidewalk no because then you're standing on the sidewalk or you walking in the street or something different right. so
1: if, if you want a shirt that's blue you don't say I want a shirt that's not red Yes, that could lead you to a black shirt, or a purple shirt, or a green shirt. Yes. So you... I, I'm, I'm. It's so funny that you mentioned that. I just started reading a book, um, about uh, another another thing we've talked about defining decades. Um, I, I had a, a book recommended to me um, that's written by a, a a clinical psychologist at UVA. Um, about you know, about how important your 20s are to your entire life and I just read a page this morning um, mm-hmm. that included uh, something driving home the point that you, you can't you have to define yourself positively you have to define yourself by what you are as opposed to what you're not
0: yeah and that's really hard because you kind of it have really to, is it requires well, you have a to commit great to it. Deal. you have to know right. what you want yeah um so that that might be a separate topic down the road because I, I think there's a lot in that but yeah so i i met this this cool coffee roaster and um it would have been a better experience if i had used positive language so i'm sorry <laughs> for using negative language which i come by honestly
1: words matter
0: words matter
1: we try to use the right words when we can um all right can you uh, end us with some good words? I can. Speaking of using words, um, our, our, our big idea this week comes from a place that almost every day, I think we might be better off if we burned it to the ground, uh, and that is Twitter. Uh, but occasionally, Twitter comes through, and in my life at least, most of the time, it's coming from Shea Serrano. Uh-huh. Um, if you are not familiar with which you, I feel like if you listen to this podcast, we talk about him somewhat frequently, so you probably should know him. Uh, but he was a staff writer at Grantland. He's a writer at The Ringer. Uh, he wrote a book called The Rap Yearbook, which is thoroughly enjoyable, and he's got another book coming out next month called Basketball and Other Things. Um, but he is also just, you know, uh, this feels like a, a very very millennial thing to say. Oh. Um, but he's like one of the best people on Twitter. He's just, you know, he's funny, but he's also, you know, he, he he's motivational and positive. He, you know, he, he tweets something to the general effect of like, shoot your shot or go, you know, go out for your dreams like every day. Um, and it's it's pretty great and on top of that he has become maybe the best grassroots fundraiser since Barack Obama uh, um, I think the
0: Bernie Sanders supporters would be mad that you said that but go ahead
1: you know what I'm owning this corner uh because he just he got on Twitter and was like hey I'm putting up 200 bucks for Harvey Relief. He's from he's born in San Antonio, but he lives in Houston. Um and, and you know uh, he's sort of put out the call uh and within a day had raised $120,000. Um uh, just just like from Twitter uh to to uh you know, to, to give to local charity organizations. And it's not the first time he's done something like that. Um, he's, he's done it for, uh, for Donors Choose, which is an organization that um, helps fund classroom projects uh, for teachers. It, it's just, it's kind of amazing to see, you know, he, he really is one of the people who, it seems like he is truly grateful for, for getting where he is and and has turned around and, and, and paid it forward or paid it back or, or however you want to look at it uh, you know many times over and just keeps doing it and, and it's it's inspiring like it it's you know it, it makes it makes me want to you know to get to a point like that so I can do that too uh, you know it, it's pretty awesome and, and you know especially to to see that purpose directed towards um, looking out for the people in Houston, I, I have, you know, I have a, a personal personal connection there, you know, which is that um, twelve years ago when when something uh, something similar that you might have heard of happened in the Gulf of Mexico, um, Houston was one of the cities that took in the most people from New Orleans um, including me and my family and uh, you know I've tried to you know to do a little bit to a little bit to help out um, you know to to return the favor but it's you know you see Shay <laughs> raising $120,000 in a day um, and it makes me feel a little better about, um, you know, making what little contribution I can with, you know, time and money. Um, yeah. so if you're looking for someone who is going to be, you know, enjoyable on Twitter, but also will, will make you feel good. Uh, he's out there at Chase Serrano.
0: Yeah. No, I, I am a follower of him, and uh, I'm pretty sure he has tweeted at both of us before for various things. So obviously, uh, yes. he's, obviously things were cool too.
1: As has Mallory Rubin. Uh, well, sorry I that's mean, ju- that's just me. This is uh,
0: you know what I'm not going to get into to Twitter bragging because we all know I that know. I will win. Uh, but uh, I w- we'll we'll take that <laughs> off air. Max, we don't even know who Max has gotten the tweets from.
2: Probably
1: max is still an egg so eh.
2: it's like a it's like a gray profile face now they've, they've removed the egg
1: yep. <laughs> because oh that's good
2: i've hashed into a that's bland that's gray for profile face <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: on that note uh yeah, yeah. it sounds so, uh, about right that, support your
2: local coffee shops
1: <laughs> yes uh support your local coffee shops support hurricane harvey relief um, and the good people on twitter Eh, two out of three. Okay. Uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at pretty okay Pod, or drop us a line at itsprettyok okay at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can find this and every episode of the pod at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, which is also where you can find music writing by Ian Wood. You can find occasional musings by Pierce, uh, and every so often, I compile things to read that other better, smarter people have written around the internet. Um, call it the Link Stravaganza and there should be a new one this week. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes or most other places that you get podcasts. If you do that, please drop us a review, uh, leave a comment, or tell a friend about us. And uh, we will be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean.
2: I'm Pierce. I'm Max.
1: Thanks for listening. Bye.